Talk Show is brought to you by Health Plans, your Medicare plans, insurance solutions, and resource agency. We have a variety of plans and products that fit your needs, benefit requirements, and budget. With many low or no-cost premium plans, zero co-pays, and much more. Our licensed benefits advisor's priority is your health and well-being. Call us today and book your no-obligation consultation. 1-929-367-5269. Coming up next is Sales World. Folks, welcome back to uh, the Sales World Channel, iHealth cha- Radio, the iHealth Channel, the EMBC Network. Uh, so a lot of places, a lot of feeds where this show is going to be uh, broadcasting, the radio, the podcast, you name it. And today I have a, uh, a guest that is usual now. It is, he's been with us a few times and uh, he's delivered a lot of good insights and information uh, to our audiences. And uh, with me today, Tom Basie from Basie Insurance. Uh, and uh, we've talked about different types of insurance. We've talked about Medicare, uh, disability, live, a little bit of everything. We've covered a lot of grounds. And something that came up in a previous show was uh, it, just just the uh, job world or the employment uh, opportunities that, that come with the insurance space. And uh, him specifically, Tom, has been... Uh, uh, this is his second career path, right? <laughs> so, so, I, so, so first things first, you know, uh, Tom, welcome back. Uh, you know, it's great to see you again. And uh, I think we're going to have a great show today and we might have uh, the opportunity to to drag and attract some people into our world here. So let's see if we can help some people make a transition or at least open up to a new opportunity. Oh, great. It's great to see you again. I always have a great time with you. So it's great to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. All right. All right. Well, again, so Tom, you, you're not new to us and, uh, you know, we've covered, you're an expert in insurance, although again, your time span uh, is really short, you know, in, in, the, in this particular world. But in the first show we had, we, you covered how you were doing something different. And then ultimately you just, you, you kind of moved away from that and joined this world of insurance. And you and I, we talked briefly about the, uh, I guess, the great resignation and, and the trends that happened post-pandemic. A lot of people have almost tried to uh, reevaluate their, their situation and their life and their economics and stuff. And some people are transiting to different you know, paths. And there is a big career path here and great opportunity. So, so Tom, let's talk about your experience, first of all, how I know we touched base on it a little bit you know, on the first show, but yeah, let's just go back to that and then we can mm-hmm. take it from there. Agreed. So I think that's important. So to your point, in a certain way, I was the precursor to the great resignation. COVID didn't force it, but I worked in corporate America for a long time and it was great for me. I liked it, but we can make, we, we can spend multiple uh, uh, episodes on the pros and cons of that, but it was great. But bottom line is I wanted out for candidly part of my, I was just the commute. I was doing an hour commute. I didn't want to do that anymore. I was actually pursuing education. I had actually taken a bunch of coursework. I, in fact, I even had a, my student teaching was the last thing I even had to sign up for that when some form of insurance fell into my lap. I was actually, actually, I was a customer for him. I actually bought a cancer positive myself, but when it fell into my lap, so I was ready to go do this. And, and candidly, I feel, I, I feel bad for teachers. I love teachers. My mom was a teacher, my wife was a teacher, and we need teachers, but my wife wasn't on board with that plan. And so this is an alternative. So uh, certainly if you want to do education, we need education. That's, I think that's something to consider, but education, just like corporate America, 
for me personally, there's this thing about my schedule, my time. So this second career for me was I wanted to define when I was going to do that. And so I didn't like the commute. This fell into my lap. And so really, it kind of was a combination of me learning a little about insurance, liking the value that it added and wanted to have my own time. So I I started the Great Resignation a year or two before COVID. So I'm really four years in now. That's what I'll say about that. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that, Tom. And, and, and you, you, you've addressed a few things already, a few elements that we will dissect throughout the show today. One being commute. Uh, a lot of us, actually, uh, if, especially if you don't live in a metropolitan area, you're kind of suburban, you know, you will have to commute somewhere. Uh, I mean, unless you work for a local business or whatever, ch- chances are if you're going to a corporate, you're going to go where the corporate hubs are. And they're typically in a metropolitan setting and you have to commute back and forth. I can tell you, I, I do believe and <laughs> I actually I understand your feeling because I had done that myself. I mean, uh, there were uh, two occasions. Well, first of all, all my life I've been uh, working in a corporate, you know, more or, more or less. And I've had business on the side. I still do. But but. Um, Throughout this, I've always had to, to commute somewhere, right? Through whether using uh, uh, common transportation or my own vehicle. A lot of times I use mine because I, I move around, you know, the, let's say in New York City, I do a lot of moving around. <clears throat> now, uh, at two occasions personally, I had to literally go about three hours each way to go to work. And I did that for one, one of the jobs. I did that, I did that for about four, almost five years. That was brutal. I mean, three hours. And I remember one storm. I mean, obviously, we get a lot of snow sometimes in, in the winter. And one time I got caught up in a, a very bad <laughs> snow storm. And it took me seven hours door to door. And I, mind you, I'm about 75 miles from that office, you know, from my house to that office. And it took me that long, seven hours. And, you know, when you establish something in your mind and start realizing the value of time and how much of it you have left in your life, uh, sometimes we don't ask that question, but but you know, quality of time, spending time appropriately, don't waste in it, uh, not wasting it is a big thing. So that was the first one. Then I had another opportunity, and now I was uh, going the opposite direction from Jersey to New York, and but now Jersey to uh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> and that was a hike. It was about two hours each way, and so you know, uh, a couple of years back, I said enough. That's it. I'm not doing this, mm-hmm. and and I and I've been also building my own businesses, so eventually, you know, I can I can get the freedom. So, so the key here is, you know, the commute part is a big, you know, component to a lot of people. Uh, we spend at least a couple hours each way. I don't care if you're in New York. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. You're at least going to get into a, a, a train or a bus or some sort of transfer, transportation or get into a traffic. If you're in the, uh, the West Coast, similar, large cities, about the same, Chicago, I don't care, Miami, you're going to get into traffic. And uh, New York is Texas, right? So, so, so that that's that's also big. So the bottom line is, commute can be taking a lot of time. Uh, you can certainly do more by having less commute time, do the work, and eventually enjoy your family and whatever else activities you can. I mean, yeah, you can listen to radio, the podcast, you can do other things, but just sitting there is not healthy for you. By the way, it's <laughs> just. You know, the amount of sitting that we do in commuting is not good. So so that's the first thing. So that could be a good motivation for someone to start thinking, uh, this is not for me. Uh, and a lot of people actually talking about the great resignation post-pandemic. A lot of people have gotten the concept of Zoom <laughs> and the concept of remote work. And they're like, this is this is working. A lot of companies are, are, are hip to it, too. And they, they figured out, like, you know, but we can save the, the overhead and now stuff is is there now. The accountability factor is still there and we have to figure it out. And some companies were able to make it and figure out how to really best uh, get the best from their staff. And some are still struggling with that. But so so that was the first element that you've covered, which is the commute part. 
And I, I, and I love it. The other thing is to, talking about, yes, education, corporate is all good. You can make money and stuff. But now this is your own business. So, so that's another big deal. I mean, I've, I've actually, I used to, uh, well, I still do in trainings and, and I used to also train real estate agents through uh, a school that I, or they owned. And uh, one thing that I've always asked, like, you know, the question is, if I were to, if, if we, we were to give you, a, you know, a company or myself, a million dollars, you know, would you start a business? Nine out of 10 people say, yes, I'll start a business. <laughs> or, the, or the flip question would be like, would you start you know, a business if you had money? Or the other question would be like, you know, how many of you would love to start a business? And most people say yes. And I say like, well, why didn't you? Well, it's money. So if, you're, if you were given a million dollars right now, would you start a business? Everybody raises their hands. Yes, sure. I can. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, I'll become my own boss. I can set up my own hours. I can do this, which you alluded to. You can book your stuff in Calendly. You know exactly where to work or not to work. You can organize differently. And you have a set of freedom. Freedom, I think, is what we all look for. Um, you know, money is great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> there is no one in this world that does not love money. Uh, there's two ways to love money. It's either love it in your hand or live in your heart. If, if it's in your heart, it's a bad thing. It's a, it's a disease, right? If it's in your hand, you can control it. Now, the balance between those two things can be a challenging. And people have to understand how to use money properly. And success doesn't mean necessarily money, but money is a tool, right? It's, a, it's a, something that can help you uh, to get to your ends, right? To whatever your dreams. And, but the main thing I think that everybody works for is the ability to afford certain things. And the best thing you can afford is you can earn back your time and your freedom to do the things you love and not to take a vacation. Actually, it's funny. I saw a meme the other day. I think I posted it yesterday. It's morning. And it says, I need a live where I don't have to take a vacation from. <laughs> a live that I don't have to take a vacation from. <laughs> mm -hmm. It resonated well with me because I think of, I understand it. You know, it's not that you're not going to work. It, it, rich people still work. You know, people that are wealthy and successful, they still work. But their work level is different and they get to enjoy life. Life becomes enjoyable a lot more than us. You know, uh, in average, we just go up, get up, go in, commute, go to the work, do this, do that, do that. that. They come back home, you're stressed. You're expecting a Friday to come in, TGIF. Weekend comes out too short, Monday, oh my God. <laughs> and that's that's the rat race, that's the routine. Many people have had different shows that we talked about this where people get a little, you know, tired of this. And over the years, it takes a toll on you, right? But, but, but one way is, to your point, discovering new ways, new career paths, new opportunities where you can set targets financially, set targets of freedom, time, space, where you can be free. Now, in the insurance world, you have different angles. You can still work in corporate and do an insurance and have some sort of flexibility, or you can completely become independent and either work you know, under some group or some agency, or you can even start your own agency. Now, Tom, you have started your own agency. Right, right off Correct. the bat. Correct. Well, it wasn't right off the bat. Actually, I started with somebody, but I'm I quickly migrated to it. So right okay. now, yes, I'm independent. Good. Well, yeah, I mean, basic insurance. <laughs> well, but 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 yeah. So so but but so let's talk about that. Uh, the steps that you had to take to first of all, why insurance specific? I know you, it fell into your lap through the the fact that you bought this. Yeah, I'd like to make a couple of marks based on what you said. So everybody's thought about doing businesses, okay? And there's a there's a two things that I like to remark about this industry that I think are unique that are compelling. So number one, some people, everybody loves food. Some people want to do a restaurant. That is hard work. In fact, I've about decided that's about the hardest thing because yes, everybody knows location is very important. So you got to get the right thing. You have to get, just like every industry, if you're going to make a product X, you got to get your raw material in, you got to produce it. There's the operations and get it out. But 
but uh, restaurant is so hard because you've got to get your raw materials in. And then the, there's a chef, you change, you change anything on the, and the customer, there's an expectation thing and you're limited. You can only grow the number of chairs until you boot. So, and you were talking about money, it, it's big money, it's capital. So one of the things, so two things, well, multiple things. So I'm comparing contrast this to the restaurant industry, but you could use anything else, right? They're franchise restaurants, but you could use, you, you come up with a, a clever uh, uh, product. People periodically think of something like the thing where you, you hang a, a purse off the table. You know, I didn't see that for when someone came up, that was great. Great idea. The guy made that, whoever it was. But my point is they have certain challenges that this industry simply doesn't have. One is relatively low barriers to entry, to your point. You don't have to, you know, these days COVID also helped. It helped not only me pivot, but even my customers became more comfortable with inter- in dialoguing via Zoom and even enrolling. So you can do an illustration, enroll someone that made it actually easier for me in a certain way once everybody got used to that. But my point is, I don't have to have a brick and mortar. And then to do this, my inventory, there I don't have a supply chain issue. My supplies are, my raw material, if it is, are contracts that are available from big major carriers and they're available electronically. So I really, I, I really like the fact that this industry has low barriers to entry and no problems with that. And so to your question, well, you have to get a license in your home state. You got to get that. And typically there's got to be a company involved that will do that. But yeah, you got to go and study for an exam and take an exam. It can't be that hard because plenty of people pass it. Now I've heard some stories of people that did it six times. They're, they're passionate about it and they did it, you know, but I passed it the first time. Okay, so you take that exam. Well, that's great. Now you're appointed. I was helping a, a cousin of mine who got in the business recently and I showed him here, here's, here's your state number now. And he's actually got a national number because you can move into other states or and or for relatively low cost. That's the thing. You can pay a non-resident license fee and get on there. So I personally am only in eight states at this point. I think you're a lot more, but that's the thing. I, you can do that. So you start in your home state, you have the licenses and then one or more carriers, whatever solutions you're going to offer, you get appointed with those guys. Um, big life insurance company X, big life insurance company Y. And to get a point with them, you kind of show them your license. You have to have an E and O insurance, which is errors and emissions. Just make sure somehow you make a mistake on a policy. You've got you've got some coverage. Every agent has that. You show that to them. You study their products. Hey, these are our term life products. We have 10, 20, 30 year. Here's our uh, whole life or universal life, whatever solutions they have. They have them. You learn those things, learn the name of them. Here's our tool, how you can log in. My point is, once you take their training, then you can get a point with them. And they'll say, okay. You are ready to sell. You can actually represent those. And so as an independent guy, I do that with multiple carriers because I like to be able to shop. You kind of hinted at this. There's same people that go to work for one of those carriers. And that's great. And there's certain advantages they have, but they can only offer the solutions that one carrier has. As the independent guy, I go and get appointed with different carriers. That way I can kind of size it. I like to try to do I like to right size it for clients. That's what I'll say about that. Well, thanks, Tom. So, so, so. Uh, you you hit an, on on uh, another major factor, and we'll talk about the requirements here. But the other one was to your point when I asked the question about business, uh, everybody is excited, but money, right, is the key. Mm-hmm. And in in a lot of folks, they they are afraid to start their business. Now, I always I have this rule that I I teach, you know, when I you know just from leadership perspective, that I never work for a company. I do work for I do work for corporate. You know, I did work for corporate. I still work for corporate. I do I do consulting. I do different things. I have my own businesses, but I never work for anyone. So I always work for me and for my family. And so the way I I, I approach this is very simple. And by the way, if you listen to watch, it doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. If you use this concept, your life becomes different. And I'll tell you how. First things first, 
you're, you have to use the corporation, whoever you're working for. This is for those that are working right now in corporate. And, and even when you decide to move on, it's still going to be for you, right? And you're But when you use uh, somebody's, you know, uh, I guess, resources, right? The, the corporation becomes your financial uh, back end or your capital or your like your compensation, whatever they're paying you to me, that's basically their uh, investment. Uh, you are working, you are the manager, you are the leader, you are the CEO of you Inc. You're doing everything for yourself. You're marketing yourself, you're doing all stuff. You're using the resources of any company and you're delivering a certain, you know, uh, I guess, production or productivity or performance. So that's how you look. So if you look at it this way, you work for a company, the company actually is providing the resources for you, you're doing the work. If you start using that concept, you become your owner, right? And you determine whether you stay in the company or don't stay in the company. And you are you're either learning from that company while you're giving them something in exchange, or you're actually teaching that company and, and just making extra money and you're doing stuff. Maybe you can moonlight there and invest your money in, I don't know, stock, whatever, or even eventually get prepared to, to move to a transition. So that's one way to look at it. So when you start working for yourself, okay, and if you start, like I had stated right now, all your concepts should always be you, you and your family. Because at the end of the day, uh, I don't care who you work for, uh, you can be dismissed any given day, especially in corporate. Unfortunately, it's the reality of things. Most of the states are stay at will. Uh, you walk, you know, one day they say, we don't like you, have a good day. I and mean, we're not talking about, as long as that racism, discrimination, harassment, one of those things, you know, they can dismiss you any given day, right? So it doesn't matter where you work. Um, something is off. Uh, sorry, we'll lay off the team. We cut off this department, blah, blah, blah. Things happen all the time. I've been in a position where I had no choice. Uh, either I, in, in one of previous experiences, actually, that's what got me to start my own agency five, you know, seven years ago. Uh, we, I was on vacation. I came back. I, I got called into the office, the CEO, and I was, I was the chief sales marketing officer. So I'm the number two there uh, or number three, depends on how you look at it. But, but the fact that the matter, I get a call, uh, corporate is shutting down. That's it. Call everybody. We out. Went today. <laughs> that was it. So, so, so this stuff can happen. By the way, I'm, I'm giving you a good example of me personally. And this is like, this is your dream job. You have the highest pay, whatever you're doing good. And then all of a sudden you come in and you're like, you know, oops, this is happening. So I didn't dwell about it. Basically, the next day we started an agency and that's it. That's how it is. And we moved the president and did exactly what Tom did. And we work, you know, nice about it. And we build it over the years. How? Now, that's that's one thing. So the transition is key. If you're going to move into this business, it is not going to cost you a lot. As a matter of fact, the investment in the insurance as an individual producer, probably 300, 400 max. Okay, that's it. I mean, that's less than a credit in college if you wanted to pay. And I'm not, I'm not dismissing college education or anything. But when you think about it, that's actually a fraction of what you pay for one, one term, you know, and one credit. And so what, to your point, Tom, the license. Okay, you have options if you're going to do live live accident and health. You have combinations of those, depends on what products you want to sell. Most of the companies, they will give you the opportunity to do the larger one, which is the live accident and health. Now you can do PNC and other products of insurance. And those are different licenses. But to your point, it's a, it's a number of hours you would take um, in, a, in, a, in a, a certified school, accredited school that is, that is by the state, whatever state you're in. And then ultimately you get a state exam, you pass the exam, pay some fees, you have a license. Now that license is good. Uh, for live, uh, the test is is not 
that difficult, but it's tricky. So you got to prepare properly and stuff. So, so yes, not everybody passes it the first time. Tom is a lucky one. Uh, I actually did pass it the first time, but, but some people actually do struggle for the first second. Depends on your English, depends on a lot of things because uh, not everybody is a good test taker and, and it's sometimes very you know complex. Some people do separate the tests so they can, they do life separate and they do accident health separate so they don't uh, overwhelm themselves while they're studying and building that. Especially if you're new to this, because you're going to be, you know, hit with a lot of new concepts. It's a lot of stuff. I mean, you mentioned whole term, universe, this, that. And, uh, when you start diving in into those, plus you get to the insurance world, it gets a little trickier. So, whatever you know, floats your boat, right? You have options. Find the easy path to get in first. You can start with one license type and then go to the next one. Uh, another thing you mentioned, uh, Tom, is that yes, there are options. You can work for a carrier directly as a captive. And yes, you will produce, but you will be limited to that product line. So whatever that product that the carrier has to offer is only thing, the only thing you can sell. And so by being an independent or a broker, you will have the capability to actually sell all different products. As a matter of fact, you can certify with as, with as many <laughs> carriers that are available in your state. And that's just in the state. Now, to Tom's point, you can have multiple states, even 50 states if you wanted to. Some actually agents do have that. And... All you do, you have your state residency, like the, the actual way you actually reside in. That's your main license. And then the non-resident licenses across all the other states that you want to expand to. And then the products now, you start certifying by each carrier that's in that service area. So you're in Texas. There are five plans that are selling you know, certain products and you want to sell them. The next state over, you know, you have six products. You get six carriers. You move on and so on. Now you build yourself a nice little portfolio of products and you can really just and by the way, there's almost a guarantee you walk out with a policy when you have these options. Uh, so because technically, you know, there is no, it's not, there's no bias. There's no steering to one product line or one particular carrier. You talk to someone, I'm talking to Tom. Hey, Tom, tell me what you need. I need this. I need X, Y, Z. Well, I got, you know, in your service area, in your zip code, these are the products I have. These are the two that makes the most sense to what you just stated. Let's see how they play for you. How does it sound? Good. The price, cost, whatever. Now you look at evaluations. What you know? What's going to work for them? You give them the product that they want. They're going to walk away. They they're shopping. They need one. Doesn't matter. You know who's going to sell them. You just have to be available in front of them. That's where prospecting comes in and your sales skills come in. But that's the transition, right? So now you are an independent person. You got your license. You invested in yourself. You know, like I said, three hundred to four hundred tops. You know, that's that's a big number. That includes your school, your license fees, and some in the insurance world, especially Medicare. You might have to have like an AHIP certification, whatever the case may be. Again, that's that's the bulk, but that's not a lot of investment, right? If if in in the terms of your life and how much you can make. By the way, one policy can pay for that. <laughs> if not, you know, half a policy can do that. Uh, now you got yourself into an independent freedom scale where, of course, you have there's a learning curve. Of course, you have to build your momentum. Of course, you have to learn all these things. And it's going to take a few months to absorb it all and become very fluent at it. But then once you have that stage, the rest is history. Because now you're, you need to be more adept to the sales cycles, to, to sales skills, to prospecting, to canvassing, to where to find the business. Now you, now you get to the deep stuff, which has nothing to do with the insurance part. It just being a good salesperson and understanding the concept, which by the way, Tom, I do remember we had that discussion in a previous show about how your approach is. And it's a great approach where you actually really consult and, and, and advise people and you don't force people into products, but that's, that's the key. But the key, the key here is that you transit into a role where you can make money. Now the money that you can make. So most people, they want to make six digits, 
right? Six figures. And, you know, some people struggle to get there. This is one industry where six digit, digit, digits, six figures can't be almost guaranteed. You know, there is not a good agent that is out there that's not making six figures. Bottom line. I mean, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And, and on the contrary, there's no limit, actually. You, you can make an unlimited number, just the number of people you're willing to help and can find them and size them. Yeah, I agree with you. I, and, and by the way, to your point, sky's the limit, which means that you can, depends how much you put into it, uh, how you're going to work it. And this is just you as, a, as a, uh, um, an independent producer yourself, like a sole producer. Now, mm-hmm. Tom took it to the next level. He went not just being solely working under somebody. Now he started his own agency. Under his agency, he can also have producers under him. And in that case, uh, there is not only the, the work that he does, he gets paid for, but now he also gets paid on overrides. Right, Tom? Is that Tom? Correct. That, right? that, thus, you're incentivized to help those people succeed as well, but you're exactly right. Overrides or something, you're upline the people above you get, they're incentivized to help you succeed. There you go. So, 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 folks, right now we've covered the idea of the investment here, the potential freedom and luxury of life that you might have. The, the fact that, you know, you're translated from being you, Inc. to you, Inc., the difference is, yes, the other ones are going to guarantee you that you're going to have a pay, you know, paycheck that you're going to get every two weeks or every other week, whatever. In this case, you might wonder, like, well, this is independence commission only. Well, I actually tell this to, to agents all the time. The first six or seven applications or enrollments or policies that you write, that's your basic, you know, equivalent to the salary you got, you know, when you work for a corporate carrier right, or any kind of company. Then after that, the rest is all yours. <laughs> that's your gravy and ice in the cake and, and, and the sky's limit from that point. So side by side, maybe one more policy to get your insurance coverages and all the benefits that you need to buy for your family. So if you, and by the way, it doesn't end there, right, Tom? There is something that is, another benefit of doing this and that would be there you go i like that 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 whole thing tell us about it tell us about it <laughs> well that's that's the recurring or the residual or the repeat income because the policies that you so you get compensated to solve somebody's problem their life insurance problem every year that that policy is enforced you also get something maybe it's not as big as your initial uh, commission check but you get something and so really i'm just trying to build my book of business as an individual producer by the way yes i have a few people with me as well. But so I'm trying to build my individual producer book of business and I get paid every year. That's to me, that's another thing. Stepping, forgive me, stepping back because you asked that the, the mindset when you work for a company, you talked to LinkedIn about that. You work for them and they pay you, but you really are working for them for their success. You're paid a salary, but it's for them. When you're on your own, you're working for you. So I'm trying to build this build book of business for myself. I'm not making anybody else uh, some lucrative thing. I'm making me and to your point, eventually my family, you can leave it as a legacy. But yeah, I make the circle because that's my favorite aspect of it. So whether it's the restaurant I mentioned or you're a heart surgeon, I think when you're not cooking meals or if you're not cutting someone up and, to, and solving their problems, you're not getting paid on there. Where here you are getting paid. So that's that's personally my biggest challenge. I've gotten over it, I think, now, but you're working now for getting paid later. Now that you've been in a few years, well, I'm actually getting paid for work I already did before. So I'm kind of working for the future. So that's an interesting concept. But yes, I love the 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 renewals and the residual income. Well, well thank you for that, for that time. I, I love that. Like you got you got me reading me there. But, but, but that's that's the beauty of it, right? So the first thing is, by the way, I did this exercise. So and and Tom, you're talking about. Uh, a diversified portfolio from life insurance to disability policies, long-term policies, Medicare policies, all that. And each one of them vary in pay, pay scales. For example, in the Medicare space, um, I'll give you an example of California and Jersey. They're like the highest paid states 
you know, in, in Medicare, New York, and, and the national average right now in 2023 is going to be $600, 601 for a somebody that's new to Medicare and 301 for somebody that's moving from plan to plan or has already been in a, in a, in a managed care plan. In the live insurance, you get some nice chunk of, of dollars for every policy. Long term, same thing. So there's different varieties of, of income possibilities based on the policies you, you, you carry and you sell. Now, the, the sweet spot is that, to your point, you're two. You're getting residuals. Now, it's maybe half of what you made the first year, but it's compound. Every year now, that member is still alive and still kicking and is still in that policy. You're going to get a cut of that. And if they're there 10 years, you're actually building, you know, and you get it paid 10 years for that member. Now, let's, let's think about it. You're one, you have 100 members. You're two, you have another 100 members. You get it paid half of the first year. And then now you have another 100% of this. Now, the next year you get, you know, another 100. In year three, you actually get 100% of everything average-wise, and it keeps going. And then it just adds up. So now you can literally be on a cruise ship. And I'm just, I love cruising. That's why I mentioned cruising. But you can be on a cruise ship, you can be in the Bahamas. You know that thing that we all kind of dream about, being somewhere, having fun, and having some money coming to your bank, and you can check your balance? You can do that. Uh, we did the exercise, actually. I, I, one time we had this debate, you know, when I started the, the agency. And one, one rep, one agent, uh, we looked at his profile and how many had contributed to a particular carrier in his time when he was captive or employed. He had about 500 applications. So when we transited, now, of course, those 500 applications were not his any longer because once you're not, you know, in the broker space or independent, you know, that money is paid once, one commission cycle, and that's it. Had he kept been doing the same work as an independent, he would have had about 20 to 30,000 average month. Well, you know, the number right now is skewed, but uh, it, at least 20,000 a month guaranteed without him doing any new work. Year after year after year after year. This is just the Medicare policies. Now you add to it life policies, you add to it, you know, the long-term care, disability, this, that. I mean, you know, just do the numbers. I don't have to tell you. And if you do the research, you'll see these are not, you know, far-fetched numbers. These are not fake numbers. You can do this. It's very easy. <laughs> you can check out Tom's, you know, uh, website. I guarantee you, you'll, you'll know more about this. You check out our sites. You can, you know, find out more about this. It is an opportunity. It is a career path. As a matter of fact, you can expand yourself to any level with this. I mean, some people take it to a level where they become what they will be referred to as a field marketing organization or FML. And they are larger scale and they have multiple sub agencies under them and they do a lot more work. They work with carriers. Their rates are different. So there's plenty of opportunity. And again, you don't have to worry. There's no overhead because this you can work from your home. <laughs> Literally. You know, I mean, you can do seminars and this. You can go to a diner. You can go to a hotel, conference room and book it, whatever. If you want to just get people for recruiting or you do like training, sometimes you can work through the carriers and, and or your, your companies that you sell. They'd be more than happy to, to facilitate locations where you can bring in your teams and your, your training. They do blitzes for you. They do different things. For you, they can put, you, you can participate in programs such as lead, you know, uh, programs. You can participate in, in location, you know, where they can assign your team to, you know, like for example, in some states you can go to Walmart during uh, what we call the annual election period, like AEP, in, in October through the, uh, December, and you'll find boots in, in within Walmart, and people actually are there. These are brokers or agents that are doing the work for multiple carriers. So, so. The sky's the limit of where the money can, you know, can be coming from. Uh, the more carriers you have, the more states you have, the more you're going to have. Um, as an independent producer, now you have teams. Well, you expand your teams, the sky's the limit. Not only you're working and making on your own production, but you're also getting the override for each 
agent and the year. And so just, again, and you still get overrides on those and residual income for that. So the opportunity is great. And, you know, there was one day I actually posted something and this guy says, stop giving people dreams. <laughs> I'm like, are, are you joking, dude? I mean, why don't you just do some homework and you'll find out that I'm not joking. This is real. This is as real it gets. I mean, I, you know, when I got involved in this, the commissions were much lower and so on and so forth. But over the years, it just got bigger and bigger and better and better. And one of the reasons I stayed in corporate is just I, I made it to the higher scale in terms of, you know, hierarchy, which means the pay scale was a little, you know, more lucrative and stuff. Plus, it was just my ambition. I wanted to do some of that stuff. And I proved that to myself. And then ultimately, at a certain point, I started moving away from that and trying to, to, to get into the other side. Tommy, you did exactly that. You worked enough and eventually you decided to move on and do your thing. And you're doing it rather successfully. And, and by the way, you're doing more. I mean, the fact that you're doing this, going to podcasts and going to shows and, and talking about it, you know, that's, that's just another piece, right? You have the time to do this and you are the time to share the wealth, the ideology, uh, the know-how and, 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 and the, the way to do this. And also it's an opportunity. I mean, people, you're listening. If you're in the States where Tom is, is actually working, you know, maybe reach out to Tom. Maybe he can help you find you know, a way. And trust me, once you know this and you get into it, you'll be very thankful that you've heard this and you've actually taken the step. And here's the, the good news. There's nothing to lose. You can certainly sit down, have a talk, uh, figure it out, see if this is going to be working for you. Uh, this is great for people on a part-time or, or full-time, by the way. That's the other thing. If you're doing already in real estate, for example, uh, this is ideal because real estate, as we all know, it's up and down. You know, you know, sometimes you have to wait months before you get paid, right? That commission check is nice, but you have to wait for it. This is actually weekly, bi-weekly, depends on the carrier. Sometimes you actually get paid regular checks. So it's not even like you got to wait. Uh, there are some chargebacks if policies cancel, but you really are doing a good job. You know, you are making money on the go. Um, so Tom, what else would you tell us about this? This concept? Well, there's two things. I got two things I want to bounce off some remarks you said. Number one, another trend. We've mentioned the great resignation. Another one is digital nomads. To your point, if someone wants, like you said, live on a cruise ship, there's actually people who knows you can kind of do this from wherever. Now, if you're only licensed in your current state, it may be more a challenge, but my point is you can only work that state perhaps. But all I'm saying is people hear about digital nomads. To me, this is an industry that would facilitate that because you don't have to necessarily be there. Now, having said that, sometimes depending on your client base, so like I will go and meet my client where they need. I will go to their residence. I'll meet them somewhere. But if you, if your client base, if you can serve them digitally, remotely via Zoom, you can do digital nomad. That's one thing I wanted to mention. The other thing, people that are in sales, if you're selling vacuum cleaners door to door, or if you're selling luxury cars, to me, you've got only a couple models. And what if that's simply not in someone's price range? Life insurance, we can easily adjust that. So Hello, sir or ma'am. You need some life insurance. How much do you need? That is, you know, depending on how many kids you have, you want to have enough. But my point is, if you need $50,000 or if you need $500,000 or if you need whatever they, whatever size they need, we can show them the pricing or they can say, you know what? I can only do $100 a month. Okay, well, let me put in your zip code. Do you smoke or, or use any tobacco product? What's your age, date of birth? I can put that in. $200 will give you this. It'll give you a $78,000 life insurance. So my point is, like I don't, per previous marks, I don't like to sell. I prefer to have conversations. But my point is, it, it, I guess, you know, it'd be, I'd be, uh, it's naive to me to say it's easy, but my point is that I don't have to, I don't have to talk someone into getting something they don't want. If they want, we can size it to them. So I just wanted to make those two remarks, digital nomad and uh, there's a size for everybody. No, but thank you. you. You made a great point. First of all, you're right. I mean, you could be uh, in real estate, you can be, real estate is still limited to territories, right? 
Uh, and also inventory can be limited, depends on where you yeah, are. Yeah. Uh, cars also, I mean, recently after the pandemic, cars are scarce and it's, the inventory is low and it's very difficult. And also, if you go to one brand, it's one brand. I mean, that's all they have, right? Used or new, but uh, it may be lease or finance. So you're still limited. Uh, and by the way, you can still do that. There's nothing wrong. You can do that yeah, job yeah. and test out, you know, take take life and health and accident and health, you know, for a run. Again, do it one day a week, twice a week. You know, you think about it this way. Uh, how much does it, you know, take for you to to sell one car, and how much do you make a commission? Let's say it's a thousand dollars. You know, how many apps do you need or enrollments or policies you need to write, you know, in one week to do that? Trust me, you will make more money doing. Maybe only one, one, right? Depending on the size. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so that's how easy. Now, how hard is it to sell one of those policies? Not at all. You don't have to be super skilled in sales. Obviously, it would help you find business differently because the way you approach things and where to go when you find your community networking and all that makes a difference. Here's the thing, you know, you're not biased. You're not steering to one product. As a matter of fact, the best agents, they have all the products in their state. So if you work in, in Texas, you have all the Texas policies that you can have with the different carriers, whether for this product or this one, Medicare, long-term care, whatever, uh, life. And so, so if I'm sitting, again, I said this earlier, if you sit in front of someone, it's a matter of like, you know, let me know what you need. To your point, you can customize it to any effect they want and any outcome that they want. So what would they even, you know, uh, have any choices? Once you're in front of them, it's done. It's over. You know, you, they're working. I, I tell this to the agent. You are not going to lose one application. So, so here's what happens, for example. In the carrier, in the captive world, uh, I have agents. They work for one plan, right? And so when they work for one plan, they only can sell that plan. So let's say a doctor is not in there. I'm talking just Medicare. A doctor is not in the network. Uh, a, a drug is not covered in the formulary. Well, that sailor's lost, you know, so now they'll have to go somewhere else, right? And that person cannot help them somewhere else. But the same person being a, uh, a an independent broker or an agent, they can have all the other carriers at some. So they talk about plan A. Okay, the plan is not going to work. The doctor is not there. Uh, plan B, the, the formula is not there. Plan C has everything else. And, and so the doctors are there. The formula is good. Everything is good. The benefits are rich. The copies are low, you know, boom, bingo, we got a deal. And they just put a policy. They're walking away with somebody, you know, that is that is signed. So they cannot possibly go home without writing business. That's that's the benefit of doing this versus the other way. Now, there's merits to both. Uh, one comes, again, with a secured salary, with benefits and so on and so forth, but no risk, no reward, right? In business, you know, if you if you wait for a paycheck, well, that's, again, you know, we, we, we've heard this, you probably heard this. It's a drug that we promised, right? That keeps us going, you know, day after day to get that check. Well, you can do that or you can just, just write your own check. <laughs> and you can write your own check seven days a week, five days a week, two days a week, depends how you do it. I mean, you work when you need to. You can work one week in a month, one week in, one week out. And you can still push enough business to just sustain the whole month for you. That's the other part. You want to take time. You don't have to get permission from anyone, right? You just go. <laughs> and you said digital nomads. Again, with technology today, by the way, a lot of these policies, you don't even have to. You can meet with people in, 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 in a, a, a Zoom version or some sort of a remote you know, communication. Then you can send them. There's, there's sites that you send them links to. They go in. They check. They, they love the stuff. They just you know do the policy. They can do it. You can do a quote for them. They'll take the quote. They know what's up. Boom, boom. Okay, I want this policy. They can sign right there and roll. Boom, and you get credits. Done. Policy is submitted. You're cool. You get a check. That's as simple as that. Again, now you add all your future, you know, business that comes along with it. It's it's a win-win. There is no loss here, folks. This is this is the part. So we're bringing to you guys 
if this is new to you, you probably, by the way, it might not be new. You've heard live, you've heard this. Maybe you just have not entertained doing, you know, this as your career path or as, as an entrepreneur business opportunity. It is a business opportunity more than, than a job opportunity. This is your business. This is you, Inc. You know, I, like I said, I use me, Inc. for everything, including when I work for corporate. But this is you, Inc. for real. Because this is not somebody else. You're not contributing to their wealth. Yes, you might be actually the policies you write. The company is making money, right? So they're still making their money. The carriers are happy. They want us. Actually, matter of fact, they want more workers. They, they want more agents. Because the more out there, the more opportunities, the more sales they get. So companies are more than happy to sponsor you and give you different leads, different things, and different benefits to, to keep you motivated and do stuff. In addition to your commissions, these companies do serve other purposes in the marketing dollars and other things to support your business. So it's there is no loss, folks. You just have to be busy. You just have to be outgoing. You have to be more flexible. You have to learn your stuff, you know, and be more uh, to your point, Tom, you know, you, you do a great job about defining the products, understanding them, uh, make sure that you understand what the customers want, and then the rest is history. You do it that way, you succeed. So, so Tom, what else? You know, you've done a great job. I will mark briefly to your point. The carriers will even support me as well sometimes. If there's some complexity because they want the sale, if there's something that I can't handle, there's a unique circumstance, they want to help. So they have internal people that will support. That's one thing. And then the other thing you've talked about, I, because I always worked and my parents were not entrepreneurs, I really understand. I only know about being an employee for the long time. So there's there's a bun, bunch of fundamental differences between being an employee at W-2 and the 1099. And so this is an ease. I hate to use that word. This is a, a, a low barrier to entry way to become an entrepreneur. So you can start your own business and you can take the full advantage of that. And one of the ways I like to say is the itemized deduction, all the things that become a business expense. I'd love to, for you to talk a little bit more about that. But to me, I don't know if we've talked about that enough that we, we've said it's your business, but you might want to elaborate on how how beneficial it is to be an entrepreneur instead of employee besides you know just building your own what there's what are, what are some of the benefits you might want to articulate to the audience well well again so I mean, you just mentioned something about yeah i mean a lot of deductions now <laughs> w9 you're independent right so you pay your own taxes so you're entitled to actually you know cover some things under your tax so you you, you talk to your uh, cpr CPA, uh, and the CPA can actually give you all the guidance of what's covered, what's not covered. But under an independent structure, you know, you don't have to pay tax in advance. You just have to manage your, your portfolio correctly, your finances, finances. So every quarter, you'll just allocate a certain amount of dollars. And then you have deductions that you have to, to submit. So your car, your mileage, your, your meals, uh, you're meeting, you know, customers, you're, you're paying for things. So all those things are now going to add up for you. And those are all beneficial things. So there is, you know, you'll probably be on the upside, you know, than the downside when it comes to your bottom line. So there is a way to do this correctly. Again, we're not going to give advice on like the IRS, you know, rules and stuff. Oh, no, but no. That, that's where you have, again, your CPAs. You check with them. They'll give you all the guidance. Typically, you, you're going to have to create some sort of LLC or something, you know, so you can have some protection. Now, Tom, you mentioned something earlier important about the ENO. So errors and emissions policies are important. Now, you might ask, like, well, why do I need this? People sue. Uh, these days, people can sue for, for anything. <laughs> so, so you have a policy. It doesn't matter. You might have promised them one thing. They don't have something. Uh, they don't get covered. They get hurt, whatever the case may be. That policy covers you. If you don't work for a company directly, you're not covered under that carrier. So you need this policy. By the way, it's mandatory. Whether you like it or not, you have to have it. Um, they're not cheap. I mean, they're not expensive, rather. They're very cheap policies. And you can get a million to two million. Sometimes they ask for a two million kind of umbrella policy, whatever. But but those are things that you can discuss with your uh, carriers. Sometimes if you have one policy, it could be good for everybody. 
So you don't have to buy multiple policies. They just you just find which which is the highest level that you can have, and then you buy that. Also, there's there's another advantage. A lot of this is co-op, you know. So basically, some of these costs that you get into that you you spend can be split between you and the carriers. So in the Medicare space, it's very common that you know FMO agencies and carriers split costs. So you will have some some offset, you know, and a subsidy of of the expenses, whether it's business cards. Your, your, some companies will even, you know, uh, chip in for your location, believe it or not. You can get space from them. Uh, they can give you, com- you know, vehicles and stuff like that. They can sponsor events for you. So, so you have resources, you know, you just have to work them, leverage them to your advantage and the rest is history. So again, you got tax, you know, benefits, you got free- freedom benefits, you have financial freedom benefit, you have the ability to get additional dollars and invested, you know, uh, investments in your operation. Um, even recruiting, you know, for somebody like, you know, Tom as an agency, you know, you can have some of these folks can actually sponsor some of these gatherings and maybe, you know, after hours, some drinks, whatever, you know, happy hours, all this stuff. And people actually do come in to uh, find out about the opportunity. And, you know, some, some companies even facilitate the education part where they actually sponsor those classes where you can get your license, you know, after cost you anything. So again, it uh, depends on what state you are, who you're dealing with, this can be a great opportunity, right? And there, again, there is no downside to it. It's all upside. But, you know, you have to be able and willing, ready to make that transition and commit to this. You know, if you do it right from the minute you start in the field doing whatever, selling policies, you're going to start seeing results. Now, obviously, it's a number game. you got to talk to a lot of people and you have to talk to the right ones and you'll be able to close as many as that. Now, if you set your target for one or two policies a day, it's very attainable. You can and I do the numbers. You do 20 days. You don't have to do weekends. Do 20 days. That's a lot of policies. And if you do that in digits, it's going to add up very quickly. <laughs> and so, so, so again, if the numbers are just there. You just have to be in it to win it, right? If you're not in this game, you're not going to be in the game. Uh, be in the game will cost some. By the way, the education itself, we're talking a few hours. In less than a week, you can have your live and health courses done, Okay. So in a week time, and, and, and even when you want to certify for these carriers, another maybe a week or two weeks tops to actually go to all their processes, sub-trainings and trainings and all the stuff, and most of it is done online. You know, so within a month, okay, at max, and this is if you're doing live and health and everything else, you can run all the gamut of every single product that you have in your area, and now you're an expert in all of them. And by the way, that's the other thing. You don't have to memorize everything because you can have access electronically to every information. You can, as long as you know how to manipulate and maneuver the data and, and expose the data correctly and share with people, you should be able to answer questions. To your point, Tom, these carriers, doesn't matter, life or, or, or insurance, health insurance, they all have support and they all have other folks that could you know, you know, give you the, the, the additional help that you need if you need to assist someone. So the system is there for you to help you. Tom, you had something. Yeah, I got one more. I would be remiss. I, I, I don't want to talk a lot more about it, but I just want to, I had a great story. The other thing is uh, referrals and partnership. So there's a lady I've known a few years, met her through networking. She's a property and casualty person. She is kind of captive. She's one of the major folks that you know, that you might see on the corner, but she that they are allowed to look at other policies as well. One of my Medicare clients calls me and says, hey, do you know, do you do PNC? No, I don't, but I've got a trusted a, a partner that I feel comfortable sharing. I send it over and that lady informs me today, yes, I'm going to help her out. I'm going to save your client money. So that's just a feel good story. 
the, the, I took some training this past week. And one of the things the person said was, are you your client's first phone call? And so in a certain way, I mean, that was just good. In other words, I didn't make the sale there in that instance. She was already my client, but the late, so the, the property and casualty lady, she loves me that my price. So that's just a fit. So that's a cliche, but it's a win, 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 right? The client, my client won because they're going to save some money on their home and auto use it by someone they found, at least they trust. And so I just wanted to kind of share that because I do, I do track where my new clients and customers come from. And number two for me is um, networking and or networking. That's, that's referrals too. So I've got client referrals, but networking. So it's important to network. So people that they're subject matter experts in their thing. And it, like one of my big uh, referrals a year or two ago was from a, a roofer. Well, that roofer had put on the roof of a senior living communities. And, and so he sent me in there. He, and so I was, I was able to talk to many people about Medicare because of the roofer. So you never know how you can just help each other, other, other small business people. So I just want to mention that feel good story kind of close. Well, no, thank you. I mean, we have some time and, and, and just to, to, to add to that. Uh, so this is more about the sales skills and the, the, the ability to develop business, right? So business development here. Uh, and there's the sky is the limit of that because uh, first of all, Everybody that's living that we come across on a day-to-day basis, either on the Medicare side, especially for insurance policies, we know someone that has Medicare, or we know someone who knows someone who has Medicare, or at that age where they need some some clarity and some advice. So again, if you just, everybody needs to know what you do for a living, and everybody needs to have your gift cards left and right, it don't cost much. Or you, I love what you have, you have a QR code, scan this, <laughs> save it, right? So the bottom line is now with technology, you can do a lot of ways to share. So that's one. That's a big example that you stated about other types of insurers, you know, insurers or other agencies and, and products that they have. So PNC is different, right? So cars and homes or whatever. But, you know, they have clientele that probably can be the best client for you because if they have a home, they might need to have some security. So maybe a life policy can make a difference. Uh, disability can make a difference. If they're at an age where now they have to worry about their health, you know, Medicare comes in handy. So you don't know. So, and by the way, vice versa, uh, she hooks you up, you hook her up. You know, you come across, by the way, uh, you know, do you know, do you do PSA? No, I don't, but let me have my friend. That's the other word of mouth. Uh, that, and then you, you said something powerful about you being the number one, uh, the first call. See, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. If most people make the mistake, you know, they want to do a quick kill, a quick fix, boom, boom, I get a deal and move on. No, you don't do that. Uh, you follow up with your members, you become friends with them, you know, you check in on them. And you ask the question, hey, by the way, if you know someone, please send it my way. There's nothing wrong with that. That's actually, you don't want to leave until you ask for, you know, a referral. That's rule number one in sales, you ask for a referral. Uh, well, not number number one, but one of the rules in, in the <laughs> top 10, you know. But, but so that's something that you have to do. But again, expanding you know the, the the horizon for you make make sure that people call you for advice period when it comes to insurance they come to you and by the way you might not cover all the time for example let's say you didn't do medicare now you know me you're gonna mm-hmm. call me and say hey john can you help me out with this you know i may not be able to help them but i'll guide them towards someone who can the bottom line is we make sure that that person gets a full circle and gets whatever they they requested ultimately they'll be very happy that's the other thing honesty is another one if you work with them with honesty and you always deliver and you don't fake them, you don't give them bad stuff, they'll come back to you and they, they'll, they'll say, hey, listen, you don't want to deal with anybody. And it's like uh, when I first started buying my cars, they were not new. So I used to buy all used cars and I get problems. Finding the right mechanic was a pain. <laughs> you know, so it's the same thing. But when you find that good mechanic, that's it. You send everybody to me. <laughs> right. You know, same thing. We talked about CPAs. You find the right CPA, you want everybody to go to CPA. You have a good lawyer, you send everybody to that lawyer. 
Uh, you have an insurance person, you send them to the insurance person. So that's the key. You want to be that person. When they, they think about insurance, they call you. They think about real estate. They, 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 by the way, even that, you make friends with the real estate folks, right? Um, yeah. and, and they have similar, I mean, again, these are all people that are kind of operating within the same realm, the same kind of audiences. So the chances are that you're going to be cross, you know, cross sharing some, you know, uh, uh, potential clientele is very common. It's very po po you know, possible and it's definitely going to happen. So again, they need to know, make friends, you know, uh, doing the stuff like, like what you're doing right now. I mean, on podcasts, on shows, you're doing the stuff, going on the road, sharing stuff. You're in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. And, 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 and you've been doing this, but you promote in different states because that's where you service, right? And people are listening all over the world. So some people may, I don't know, maybe coming into the States. I don't know. They might be looking at a career path here. I don't know. But the fact is, mm -hmm. you don't know who's going to benefit from this. Uh, maybe not today, maybe five years from now. Uh, maybe someone just lost their opportunity, their job, or whatever company shut down like it happened to me. You know, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You hear this, boom, you get started. And by the way, every state has an easy way to do this, and you can just really get into this, this course and things like that. Like I said, it's online. You don't even have to go to places these days. It's all easy to access. There's a lot of online courses. Uh, some of these online courses are actually available 50 states. You just go to one site, click on it. And then you pick the, your state, the course you want, and then you, you're in the course. You finish your hours, you take the state exam, you book it around there and done. So there's so many things you can do here to, to make a switch. Um, and Or you can even attempt this to, to have an additional source of income. That's the other thing. Some people, mm -hmm. they want their career because they want the benefit. Let's say you have a condition, medical thing that you need some good benefits, right? Let's just say, or you're in college and you're doing a master's degree in this tuition reimbursement that you're not going to get. And you want to do some something on the site to just you know uh, add some value, some income to you. Why not? You have a project that you want to finish sooner. You want to finish your house, whatever. You want to refurbish your house. You want to do some project. You know you have kids in college that you want to send, and you want some. This is a good way to 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 get you additional income. But trust me, once you're in it, you're gonna say, "Damn, everything else because this is good. I'm just gonna you know put full time here. You stop part time, you go full time. You know some people have some back end, some funding, and they can actually sustain a couple of months. If you do this correctly, the first month is probably the hardest because that's where the education and everything gets stabilized. The second month, you start building your business. The third month, you start seeing the fruits. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the longest you could probably take. Now, of course, if you don't do your due diligence, you don't you take your time for everything, it may take longer. But if you really are serious about this, you can be like, for example, accident and health, 20 hours in New York. Uh, and by the way, so that's I'm saying New York. So other state may be about the same or just up and down a couple hours. And it doesn't matter. You want to sell the other state, you just go online, pick the other state. And by the way, there's, there's a national uh, insurance producer registry. You just uh, Nipper or NIBR. Mm -hmm. You click on there, you pick a state, you pay the fees, and you're right there. Boom, you're done. You got a license in another state, and so on and so forth. If you start an LLC or a corporation, you can also incorporate that agency and have its own license because that's the other thing you have to worry about. Not only you as the agent or the actual you know, producer, if you have a corporation, your corporation also has to be a producer because that's the corporation that's going to be appointed with, with some of these carriers. So again, depending on your circumstances, you might want to have to, to look at the options. But these are all things that you can discover as you, you learn more about this. Obviously, we're not going to cover it all today. But, but these are things. That, of course, if you're in the States where Tom serves, you know, you know the, the, the community, please reach out to Tom and he'll be able to guide you. And maybe you can get you under Tom's umbrella. And, 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 and obviously, he has the experience. Now, remember... He's only been doing this for years, but you know what? That's a long time. <laughs> you know, you're one, 
it's difficult. Year two becomes easy. Year three is all, you know, it's, it's just a picnic, right? It's Now, of course, you keep building, it doesn't, until he stops working. And by the way, that's the good news about this. When he decides to stop, the money is not going to stop. <laughs> so so, so as, as long as he has clients, he's going to get paid. And that's that's a sweet piece about this, this business. It doesn't end. So make sure you look into it. This is a, a very lucrative industry uh, level. Uh, again, the education is not grandiose. You don't have to have like, you know, masters and PhDs to do this and make this kind of money. Uh, by the way, please, if you want to have masters and PhD, go for it. You know, we're not against that. I mean, the more the merrier, maybe that can help you do a lot more. But, but if your goal is to pay the bills, make some money, have freedom and do this stuff, be, you know, business, for, you know, owner, you know, level, you can do this. Your education is not going to be, you know, uh, misplaced. It's there for you. Actually, it's going to help you. The more you have your skills, those skills are going to be applicable to this business and you can expand better, right? And have more opportunities and grow different. Yes, Tom. So something you said there, I think, is another uh, uniqueness of this business. Say I want to retire. I've got this book of business that's a cash generating thing. So it's relatively easy to sell, number one. You're going to sell your restaurant. Maybe you can, but it's hard. But this is the, so a book of business, if I, you can, and I, you can buy some. Maybe I've just got Medicare. Maybe you only want my Medicare. I can do that. And then the other thing is I did do the LLC. My son has his license. Actually, if I died tomorrow, my son could go ahead and work this. He actually still works in corporate America. But I think to your point, it it lends itself to estate planning or leaving a legacy. It's an easy business to to do that with. I'll say that. So I just want to make that point based on your remarks there. No, no thank you. And, and that's a great point because you do actually, the, work, the book of business is is mobile and, and it's actually willable and you can do a lot of things with it. And so, so it is a live, you know, uh, there is actually a, uh, clauses in most of the carriers where you can actually turn, turn your book of business to somebody else. Uh, so so there is there is protection and there is availability flexibility. So it's it, it's just like there's so much stuff about this that is all beneficial. There's I, I can't think of a bad thing. I mean, the only bad thing is just it's the work. You still got to work, right? <laughs> and and But you're going to do it regardless. Uh, sometimes you put a lot more work in a company and a corporation and stuff like that, which is nothing wrong with that. But again, you don't know where that's going to take. You know, it could be five years, 10 years, 15 years. And then when you leave that company, whether it's voluntary or involuntary, um, you might have sh- whatever is left for you to show off, you to show for is whatever conversation you were given in the time during the time you were there. Sometimes you get a thank you. Sometimes you get a, a you know, goodbye party. Sometimes you get none. <laughs> so, so if you look at it from that angle, you know, so you gave them blood, they give you a composition for your blood, and that's about it. Here, you invest in yourself 100%. There is no, nobody else that went in except you and your family. And that's really uh, the joy of this. So, so again, uh, something to think about. I mean, it's maybe we're just kind of clicking some, some, some of your sparks in the brain here, and you're like, poof, Eureka, I got those little bubbles going up right now. But you know what? Again, similarly, real estate, same thing. If you want to do real estate, that's easier. More common, a lot easier, I would say, course-wise and process, but very similar, right? Uh, again, you're in doing PNC, you're doing real estate. This is an ideal, you know, segue to, this is an ideal continuation of what you do. Another license is not going to be hurting you. Another license under your belt is only another opportunity to make money, right? What you do with it, and that's the other thing. I always say, get the license. You never know when you're going to need it. You know, just, just hold on to it. Now, don't lose it. You have to renew these licenses every two years. So if you drop the license, eventually you have to take the state exam again in the course. You don't want to do that because... It is just a natural process. Eventually, we get tired of taking exams and tests and stuff. So when you get it done, just hold on to it, pay your fees, do your your, your continuing education hours requirements, and maintain your license for life until the day you, you retire. 
but but don't lose it. But once you have that, it's still it's a card, right? It's something that you can you know get out of free get out of jail free card type of thing. When you're ready, you cash it in and you'll find an opportunity. It's like having your doomsday you know bug out bag, you know, having ready you know to 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 survive. If you don't have it, and maybe it's an opportunity. And laws change over time too. That can be more difficult you know over the years. So. If you have it, you typically grandfather in for the most part. Maybe you have to just take different you know, differential you know, classes, whatever. But it is still worth having. You don't lose anything by having it. Except, by the way, worst case, you're going to learn something <laughs> you that, know, you that, use, yeah. that you can use in life, not mm-hmm. even into in financial gain, but, but just knowing the concept. Maybe you will learn it for yourself because you're going to need some of these services eventually in your life. Mm-hmm. Or you can help someone in the family with that. That's the other thing. If you're going to help them without being getting paid, you might as well get the license and just get some money out of it. By the way, you could do it. You can help your family, your friends, you know, get the stuff. They're the first customers that you, you reach out to. And mostly they're going to need it. So now guess what? You know, you can do it for free or you can do it. And it's not like they're going to pay you. You know, the company is going to pay you. So if they're going to buy it with somebody else. Might as well benefit from it. So that's all I have to say. Tom. Two more remarks because you brought this to mind. Comparing both real estate and then rental property. I'm not an expert in either one of those. But for example, what my perception is, this is to your point, it's similar to getting a real estate license, but I think it's easier again. That is, I think it costs less. And I think to, I, my understanding is if you want to practice in another state, then you have to get a license taken exam. I don't know all about that. My point is this is much easier. So it's, it says, I think it's a lower cost thing, easier to get and easier to be portable. So that's one thing. And then we already kind of talked about the difference of just how you can sell daily compared to waiting for the big sale. Then the other thing, a lot of people, and I've not done this, is want rental properties in a certain way in my mind. I kind of think it depends on the size of your policy, insurance policy, but X number of insurance policies, maybe it's 20, whatever the number is, are kind of the equivalent to one rental home. That is, if you own a rental home, well, then it generates revenue for you. But the thing on a rental home is, and there may be some things you can deduct. It's similar, right? You get, you get hey, I got rental property. So you get to deduct some things and, you, and you've got this revenue. It's similar, but there's a lot of headaches also with rental property that you kind of don't have here, you know? And so I just, I compare them. So it depends upon... How big, if you got one, three, two, 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 just a three bedroom, three car, two car garage, and I don't know how many life insurance, Medicare policies you have to sell, depends on your state to get that net. But you know, there's a lot of cost also on that rental property, right? Periodically, there's really no cost for me on that X number of policy. I just enroll the people and I get it. So I like to kind of compare those. So if you're interested in real estate, it's even an easy, well, dabble, dip your foot in it this way. Get some, I sometimes I call them micro rental properties because I've never, I've never dabbled in it. Just build up a bunch of those and they're, you can figure out how many how many you need to, to, to equate how many X hundred dollars a month you need from the, the rental property without the headaches and the, the guy calling you saying my AC broke. Oh, crap. And you got to <laughs> throw it in. So I just want to make those kind of comparisons. No, no, thank you. I actually I can relate to that. I mean, I did own properties in the past. And you know what? One of the biggest problems is you have to deal with tenants. You have to go there. Things break the wrong time and you have to fix it. And it's on you. Uh, it could be minor stuff. It could be major. It's just a headache. And sometimes... You have to hire somebody to do the work and sometimes you get the wrong contractor. It could be a nightmare. Also something you mentioned. Uh, so there is reciprocity in real estate in, in some states, but not all states have the same. So in some yeah, states, no. you have to take the state exam again, which means it's more difficult. In insurance, you know, one state, all non-residents on the rest and you're done. Uh, and by the way, just so you know, uh, a lot of companies use, tel- that's the other thing, that even if you don't want to do this, you know, for you directly, you can work as a tele, uh, tele uh, call center type of, of, of insurance agent. And, you know, you can work from literally from your home and you can sell different policies from 50 states. It just, as long as you have the licenses, you can do it. But that's, that's the, the lowest level if you want to, you know, consider, you know, doing this and just having, 
you know, uh, Kirsch's, you know, kind of job and working for a company that has multiple, you know, uh, providers in different states. That's another way to do it. But it doesn't matter. You have opportunities. You're right. As far as the income, you know, size and, and comparison to real estate, obviously, real estate, there's different levels. There's commercial, there's rentals, and there's the residential. Either way, the, they vary. I mean, rentals are quicker in terms of income compared to, to residential and commercial. But, I mean, but the payouts are different. I mean, commercial is big bucks. When you actually make a deal, it's a big deal. Uh, so there's some short money or little money and medium money and large money. But again, timeframes between the time you start a deal and how many listings and how many showings and blah, 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 before you actually get a con. There's a lot of legal stuff that gets in between. Sometimes mortgages don't, don't, don't pan out and then, you know, people back off these deals and then you have to wait and, you know, you, you lose the time frame on your listing, for example, real estate. So, so there's difficulty with that. Here, there's nothing, really. The only thing that you might have to consider is that maybe chargebacks. Uh, usually people have a couple of days, you know, uh, rescission type of period, three days, I think, in most of the states and uh, business days, I believe. And then when you're done with that, it's over. They're locked into the policy. They have some clauses to, to come out, whatever, but those are different things. Uh, we're not going to talk about the, the intricate stuff here. But but the other part is that there are chargebacks. So if someone somehow cancels a policy eventually, um, you know, you'll get charged back. In, in, the, in, in the Medicare space, it's 90 days. So if a person drops within 90 days, you will have to actually pay back the money. But the way you, you cannot think about that that way, because the way you look at it is like you're going to keep putting 20, 30 a month, one drops. And by the way, the chances of, of that one dropping may be because of that, of moving out of the area, whatever, or maybe a carrier is not there. In the broker world, there's a very good retention rate. The disenrollments are very minimum because the people are not forced into a plan. Uh, they have, When they make that decision, they've informed properly and they have all the choices. So they knew what they selected up front. So the chances for them to change their mind is almost you know, uh, slim to none. It's not going to have that problem. So I just wanted to, to, to clarify that. Yeah, that's a great point. And nobody likes chargeback, but in a certain way, it makes sense, right? Because it's kind of a good problem to have in that apparently I got paid quickly. So I, I enrolled someone in a policy, I got paid real quickly. And if they drop almost right away, well, doggone it, maybe I do need to give that money back. That's what it is, you know? And there's also kind of the whole fraud thing where it's a very highly regulated and we we try to avoid it. We try to behave ourselves. There's a small subset of people who get in this and try to do fraud stuff. So somebody could be playing, they, they, they can play with some games. So I, no one likes chargeback, but it's just that it, it, it exists. And so, yeah, there's that slight possibility. Tom, thank you for bringing that. I mean, I, you know, we still have a couple of minutes and, I, you know, that's that's a very good point maybe to close the, the, the session today. But but compliance is key. These are highly regulated environments. Uh, this is not like, you know, I can just get into this. And, you know, that's why we, we are like, for example, my agents, I refer to them as licensed benefit advisors. So they actually we purposely use the word license because it, it creates some credibility. These are not just shady, you know, as expected potential salespeople, because we know in sales, you know, we're almost hated everywhere because we have that connotation that we sell. This is not about being salesy. This is about being an advisor of insurance and, and, and a professional advisor. This is, you know, known as a profession. And, and, and really, there's so much regulation behind it. That's why you have to go to those courses. They're, believe me, even to say you have fingerprints and there's all kinds of stuff that goes with that. So you can't really do bad things. And if you do bad things, you know, most of these are regulated by the states and all the federal, depending on what, what you know, level you're talking about, what kind of policy. So there is a lot of regulations, a lot of oversight, and you don't want to miss. Now, of course, you go through the courses, so you know your rules, your laws, your your particular state, you know, uh, the, the the federal, you know, laws that, that are, there's fraud ways and abuse that, that's, all, that's also included in that. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that you're going to cover in your regulations and certifications. Every carrier, you'll go through their own scrutiny, 
and their own. There's background checks on these things too. So there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Uh, very few people cannot be allowed into this if they have something that is preventing them. And by the way, even if I've had cases where someone, for example, had a, uh, a case, you know, of, of some sort of criminal, you know, situation that happened in the past. Uh, some of these things can be cleared through the court system. And as long as you get a discharge from whatever you submit and still be good. So there's some, some level of, of uh, scrutiny that has to be in place. And, but, but for the most part, if you're just doing your job, you're a good low-abiding citizen, you're not going to have any problems. Uh, uh, by the way, that's the other thing. The age is, is as early as, I think, 18 for the most part. So, so that's, that's the other thing. You can literally just finish high school and be able to actually get into this business. Uh, by, by the age of, of, of 30, you can be a millionaire if you wanted to. I mean, don't, I make it sound that, that funny, but it's not as funny. It's, it's as real as it can be. That happens. Guy. Yeah, you can that say, well, well you happen. guys didn't do it. Well, we had different courses in our lives mm -hmm. and we stumbled into this and we did, you know, kind of detour. And we're, I'm not complaining. I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, and that, so it's done. But, but the fact is, you know, we, listen, if you do better than us, that's good. That's better for you. I mean, especially if you do it based on this show, we'll be more than happy to know that someone actually made that it. That would be awesome. This. We Definitely. will love you for that. And you know what? We will encourage you from this, this, this platform here. So go for it, baby. Don't worry about it. But the fact is, is there potential? Yes. Bottom line. So, so we can talk about it for hours. This is an opportunity where each and everyone watching and listening right now, if you're in the States, this is a career path. This is a business opportunity. This is, you know, uh, a freedom key. A freedom gate to you, to, to your life, to to doing the best thing you, you can set up the hours. You, you can work half days. <laughs> you don't have to work nine to five, you know, and commute to your point a couple hours each, each, each path. You know, you can do this a few hours a day, knock it out. If you plan it correctly, there's a lot of, obviously, with, with, with technology, with skills, with proper territory management, with proper, you know, customer base, you know, referrals. You know, if you can guarantee some channels that can send you business and, and constant referral, you know, uh, sources, you don't even have to work hard. You just have to work smart and it would work for you. All right. So that's it for me. Tom, anything to wrap up today's uh, show? Just three nuggets I'll offer since I'm fresh off of this uh, training on the in the industry. First and one of the takeaways was life insurance is more like love insurance. That's, that just sounds good. Not, if people think about it, I think they can understand taking care of your, your loved ones when you depart eventually. The second one, one they said was, uh, you're not a life insurance agent, you're a life changing agent. And that can be both by getting people into this career, or that's the thing. There are plenty of stories of this thing about how people were able to walk up and give a family a funeral, a check at a funeral. They were invited to your point. So there was a relationship clearly there. And that's what a great thing to do, right? To, to go up and do that. And the third thing, kind of what you're doing right here, and I like this one, it was, a podcast a day keeps poverty away. I had not heard that, and I like that one. So those are my three <laughs> nuggets. I'll close for you. I love that. Actually, that's a good one. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, we we used to have uh, you know one a day keeps the manager away. <laughs> no, yeah. I love that the podcast one. And I wish I could credit the guy's names right here in front of me. It doesn't. Have, I'd have to dig it up. But I was I, I, those are from three different people. But I I enjoyed those those quotes from those people. Listen, I mean, information you receive, we share it. Thousands of people eventually will receive it. They'll share with another thousand before you know it. You know. It's a chain reaction, and this becomes a common, you know, uh, denominator, common, you know, staying statement that everybody is using. And that's how it is, right? So somebody made a quote somewhere, stated something, and now it's uh, it's viral. And uh, please take it, folks, out there. Uh, but you're right, love, you know, life changing. Again, these are just just different mindsets, right? So that's all there is. It takes away the negativity, and it focuses on the positivity. Again, nobody's forced to do these things. It is informed decisions. Not everybody. It's not for everyone. But 
it should be for everyone. Everybody should have some sort of policy you know, to, to cover this stuff. We need policies in this world that we live in because there are no guarantees, right? And you, you invest in something. As long as you know how you do it, what's the outcome, and there's no you know, red lines that you, you missed or whatever, the rest is history. Everything can work out your way. Tom, it's been another great session. Thank you for, for this exchange. I think we've covered a lot of grounds together here, and hopefully people will benefit from this session. Hopefully some of them will call you. Uh, you can call me too. I can guide you to, to places where you can actually get this stuff. Uh, but, but we're here to help. We're here to kind of serve and just to enlighten people. Again, educate, enlighten, inspire, and motivate. That's our mission here. Tom? Nothing else, Hurricane. I've enjoyed it as I always do. Thanks very much for having me on. Goodbye to everybody in your audience. All right. Well, thank you, folks, for being with us today, for watching and listening. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic, new guest. Bye for now.